The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to You're Gonna Love Me, the podcast where we open the eyes, the ears, and the hearts of anyone who has judged or been judged. Well, hopefully. I'm your host, Katie Maloney. Hello, people of <laughs> Earthlings, <laughs> the people of the world. Welcome back to an all new episode. It's me, it's Katie, and I am joined by Dana Dana Kathan. Hi, who is the new, almost almost new? I'm the proud owner of a new <laughs> nose. <laughs> I'm looking at Dana's Dana's little bandage face right now. The thing is, like, do I do kind of a gender reveal? Like, do I do, <laughs> do I have a shower for an my unveiling, nose? An unveiling of the nose. Yeah, like a Simba situation. Like, I don't know. <laughs> but I'm very excited about Simba, it. Simba, where you do the little, like, thumb thing across it. Yes, 100%. This is very exciting. This, I can't wait. I get the cast off tomorrow. I am so excited. We... Katie, as long as she has known me, has heard me talk about getting a nose job. And this was something I did not take lightly at all. I have wanted one my entire adult life and only really started seriously considering it in the last two years, but like really took my time. And then after editing my nose in every single photo I've ever taken, I was just like, I'm exhausted. My thumbs, how much more work can they do on FaceApp? So it's time to FaceApp this bitch in real life. <laughs> FaceApp. Yeah, you mentioned that you would do. What would you do? Um, tiny, tiny nose. I would do small nose small depending nose. on if it was like a, a front photo or a profile, either setting one or two. And there's no shame in my game. I always joke about like editing my face. I don't do anything crazy, but like my nose was really consistent. So yeah, I mean, everyone has their things and it's so funny because the same people, you know, when I was on the show, people, trolls would target that a lot. Mm -hmm. And it's just funny that the same people who do that, I know when I I've already been posting about it, but when I like really post, I I know people are going to be like, I like your own name. Like you just can't win. So you, you really got to do what's good for you. No. Yeah. I'd say, listen, and I, and I like a nose on someone. I like it to me. It's like always like, I think it, I don't know, but also Adds it's like, character. I'm sick of my nose adding no, character. I, okay? I want to be hot. I don't want to say character. I don't want to say that, but it's just like, I think, I don't know, distinguished, I don't know, whatever. But, but I say also if it bothers you and you have, the access or you know you're able to to change things if you want to do plastic surgery do do whatever the fuck you want someone once someone once dm me and they fully meant it as a compliment and they were like you have what my dad would describe as a handsome nose don't you dare change it <laughs> and i was like gutted i was uh, laid out on the floor and i was like ma'am no one has ever wanted their nose to be described as handsome okay so yeah i am really excited and it was it was always important to me to be open about it i don't get lip filler anymore. I actually got it removed. But like when I got filler and I Botox is my religion, I've always been really open about it. And I think it's something that's so nasty in our culture, the way that people have so much work on the down low, especially in LA, and then just don't talk about it. Well, yeah, they want to be like, no, or they want to blame it on something else, you know? Like, girl, that's not, you, you didn't do crunches on your face. That's not, <laughs> that's not, you didn't, you didn't go to skin gym and fucking have a new face no or when when girls get the brazilian butt lift or they get injections or whatever fat transfer into their butts and then they're like i just do squats and i'm like well where are the gams to match the mm -hmm. buttons the little because, twig legs because if you were doing that many squats you would have you know 
cats, the quads, the hammies to match mm-hmm. it. And you got two little toothpicks. Mm-hmm. And look, I'm not body shaming anyone. No. I know Katie's not either. Whatever makes you feel good. I'm such a proponent of doing it, but I do think you should be upfront. Like we were talking earlier about Bella Hadid. Bella Hadid is beautiful. She is celebrated as some scientists named her the most beautiful woman in the world. And she just finally admitted she had a nose job. She was 14, which is like, that's pretty gnarly to me. That's mm-hmm. so, listen, I've been watching too much Laguna Beach. Gnarly <laughs> is now a part of my vocabulary. <laughs> yeah, she's, obviously she's had other things done too. And it took her a long time to admit the nose. And it's just like, it's okay, girl. Like you look beautiful. Her work, I personally think it's stunning, but you know, some people are like, it's too much beside the point. But like she gives a lot of women body dysmorphia and image complexes about their own face and whatever. And that's not necessarily her fault. But I do think when you constantly just are like, oh, it's how I am. And like, look at me eating this pasta, which I do feel like is a trend that people like that do. And they're just like, oh, it's just effortless. And it's like, yeah, because we all know she got almond mom. Oh, I didn't know that. I had never seen that before. Yeah. Crazy. I know that's, that's resurfaced in the, you know, we're talking about Yolanda, Yolanda Hadid, when she was, you know, talking about when she was talking to Gigi and Gigi was hung, hungry. She's like, just eat a couple almonds and chew them really well. And there was just like a montage of her just like, like harping on Gigi and like what she ate. And she goes, I know it's hard not being able to have any fun and you have to eat salads every day. And then Gigi wanted a piece of cake or and her mom handed her the tiniest little morsel of cake to eat. And she goes, that's all you get. She tried to get a, eat a bigger piece. And also those girls are, are very genetically gifted. Like if Bella had yeah. never had work done, she would have been perfect. And like their bodies are amazing. So, you know, they obviously work hard, but you are genetically gifted. So if she ate a whole piece of cake, what mm. the fuck is that going to do? Nothing. Literally nothing. I saw a TikTok recently that was a mom and I can't remember what they're called, but they have a name on TikTok, but it's that kind of mom. And it was a girl and like everyone stitched it. This mom was like, yeah, but don't you think you'd feel better? If like you just resisted the temptation for an hour and then later you feel thinner, like, don't you think you'd be happier? And I'm like, that is such a dysfunctional relationship to have with food and particularly to be passing that on to your daughters. Yep. That is life altering, like forever going to fuck them up. Well, yeah, because I think also we with the time that we grew up in being, you know, the 90s and into the 2000s, there was the diet culture that was like the big time that Jenny Craig was such a thing. There was, mm-hmm. there was so much of that, but there was so much moral value being placed on food. There was, you know, like uh, I think all of our moms were like dieting too, especially mm-hmm. like I had such from growing up. That's where I learned all of my weird relationship with food. My mom was a Jenny Craig gal a hundred percent. And the thing is it was never discussed in our household. And I love my mother. God rest her soul. She would say this, she didn't eat particularly healthy. She drank a lot and didn't exercise a lot. So she had a lot of issues and like self-confidence and things about her body, but it was never discussed in my household. It's a lifestyle of just mostly making good choices and and less about restricting your body, but more nourishing it and just Mm -hmm. eating, choosing things that are going to be good for your gut and your overall health and whatever. It was always about a fad thing that was going to crash and never work. Like I'm pretty sure we had trim spa in my house several times. (laughs) Yeah. Like that's like a narcotic. It's it's like or what is it? It's like it's like speed. It's like speed. Yeah. My mom would be like up all night and we're like, girl, BFFR. Be fucking for real. <laughs> Stop taking that. We would open up the magazines. It would be, you know, Glamour or whatever magazines were and there would be full blown articles 
for diets, juice cleanses. And I would be reading this at a really young age. How to lose your love handles in six hours (laughs) so someone will love you. Those were literally like the article titles. Yeah, before before spring break, how to trim down for spring break. Like what? Literally, that's what we were consuming. So like I told Dana, I wanted to talk about these body issues that we grew up with. You know, we were exposed to by the media, by, you know, magazines, by the way the media talked about women's bodies, because there was a post that was posted by Glamour, of all things, irony, saying that if you survived the early 2000s without body issues, congratulations. And I was like, no one fucking did. No one. Mm-mm. Not even Glamour. What You were the contributors to it. I don't want to just single them out because there was like all the magazines, all of the media was, but like it just has been sitting with me for a really long time because truthfully that was such a time. And they, they, they kind of put the blame all on Tumblr as if Tumblr was mainstream during Mm -hmm. that time, which it wasn't, but like Mm -mm. the, that early two thousands was really a time. Also, can you please explain to me? And it's, we'll get into it because it's coming back in a really scary way in our culture right now. Why are women's bodies so on the table for discussion all the time in general? That what is what is with that? We never incessantly pick apart men. It's it's never a thing. It's women. It's always been that way. And I just mm-hmm. would like to know who who gave permission for that. I don't know. I think this goes way back in time now. Totally. Way way back in time. I don't know. Women's bodies have always been, you know, celebrated, sexualized, criticized, picked apart. It's, you know, but I don't know why that's always been on the table for discussion. Well, and it's like back in the days in the 90s, early 2000s, it was like the Kate Moss era. And mm. it was just like scary skinny was the thing. Heroin chic. Heroin chic, which who the fuck was like, what a great term. <laughs> yeah. If anyone called me heroin chic, I would assess my life immediately. Like, what does that mean? That's not cute. But there was also no diversity and inclusion. So also when that was when mm. supermodels were like the famous people, right? Like they were the ones actually on magazine covers and they were all stick thin, tall white girls that all look the same. And that was, that was the only images that we saw. And it was drilled in our brains. This is the thing. And then also it was like low rise jeans. Everything was low rise. Like the style was just. Yeah. Wait, way to be super inclusive. Nice job. Crazy to me. But so just like fashion Mm -hmm. ideas always recycle. Right. So like that feels like it was 20 years ago. And then what I'm noticing now and what we were kind of talking about is it's interesting to me that before it was just magazines, like the media fully controlled what we saw and it was a lot more on TV because like streaming wasn't a thing. And then now every single person has a platform and all these people, celebrities who we know, I mean, we live in LA, we see it all the time. Like you're not that discreet. People are getting lots of help and not talking about it and then editing the fuck out of their photos and then not making it seem like that is the standard. And then also those same people are turning around and then being like, why is the culture like this? And it's like, <laughs> you have perpetuated it beyond a point of yeah. it's delusional. Yeah. Like what were, what were you saying before we started about Courtney or sorry, Chloe Kardashian? Okay. Here's my thing. And absolutely no shade because I feel like Chloe specifically has had such a rough go of it. And people mm-hmm. have tortured this girl from the moment she was on that show and yeah. made her feel this way about her body. I think that that was you know, and we were, and we should jump into that about like our relationships interpersonally and then otherwise how it makes us feel about ourselves. But 
Chloe, I think works really hard. I think she absolutely works out and eats right. And I think that, you know, maybe when you're going through things, you can end up on the thin side just from stress and whatnot, but she also does have a lot of help. And lately she's so thin and she's, it was looking really good. I'm not saying she doesn't look good, but she's just really, really small to a point that doesn't seem natural anymore. And she's even still like, she just took a photo down cause it was, it was so obvious that she had edited it even smaller. And it's like, I'm sad for her that she thinks that that is what's, she's so beautiful and mm-hmm. is perfect. And I'm like, she feels that way because I mean, they were big contributors, the Kardashians. Let's be very clear about that to how we all are on social media and what the standard of beauty is. Right. Because like, think about it. Everyone wanted all of a sudden to like have the certain look that they all had, mm-hmm. you know, let's like people were literally going into plastic surgeons to be like, make me look like this. And that was so that was like what, like 2015 era. But now well, also, also keep in mind, even Kylie's friends started having the exact same bodies as her, her makeup artist. Mm-hmm. Ariel had the same body as her. And again, it's, it's <laughs> to me, it's it's literally no shade. Like, knock, do what makes you feel good. But again, Kylie had that interview and she was like, well, you know, you'll be surprised what a little lip filler will do. That's all it is. And it's like, oh, mm. Kylie, come mm. on. That's just so not fair. But so they perpetuated that culture of like a big ass and a tiny waist and tiny legs. And now we're going back into the heroin chic looking style like people are just getting so thin and people are talking about it all over TikTok like it's a scary thing to head back into and it's also really triggering for so many women who've had to internalize these issues since we were kids yeah because that's what we were exposed to all right it's time for a break so you know when you go to brunch any brunch and you pour over list of reviews I like to go and look at pictures look at the menu I want to feel like I've been there before I want to know what the ambience looks like. I want to know what the parking lot looks like. I want to know everything. I want to feel like I've, you know, been there a million times. Well, why would you not do the same thing when you're booking a doctor's appointment, right? With ZocDoc, you can see real patient reviews to find the right doctor in your network and in your neighborhood. After all, finding the right doctor is just important, if not more important than finding the perfect brunch spot. I mean, right? ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. On ZocDoc, you can find every specialist under the sun, whether you're trying to straighten those teeth, fix an achy back, get that mole checked out, or anything else, ZocDoc has you covered. ZocDoc's mobile app is easy as ordering a ride to a restaurant or getting delivery to your house. Search, find, and book doctors with a few taps. Find and review local doctors, read verified patient reviews from real people who made real appointments. Now, when you walk into that doctor's office, you're all set to see someone in your network who gets you. Go to ZocDoc.com and find the doctor that's right for you and book an appointment in person or remotely that works for your schedule. Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc and I am one of those people. It's my go-to whenever I need to find or book a quality doctor because it's scary for me and still I'm 36 and I still get terrified of booking new doctors. I will literally put off going to the doctor, but not anymore because I can go on and book a doctor with sometimes within 24 hours. So I don't need to put off getting my health in order and neither should you. Go to ZocDoc.com slash love me and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search 
our top-rated doctor today, and many are available within 24 hours. That's zocdoc.com slash loveme, zocdoc.com slash loveme. All right, back to the show. Hey guys, it's Hunter and Michaela, and this is the Model Citizen Podcast. We wanted to let the members of our community experience a different side of us that they see glimmers of, but never the full force. Exactly. We wanted a place where we could talk unfiltered about anything and everything, including our lives and experiences in the modeling industry, beauty, fashion, dating, sex, marriage, a dash of political commentary, and of course, pop culture, honey. We're going all the way in. Tune in every Thursday for a giggle, a laugh, and maybe even a tear or two. You've just found your new best friends, and we're so happy to have you. I heard some people talking too, just with like the fashion industry too, of like the trends that are coming back that aren't inclusive, like the low rise jeans. And Mm -hmm. like they were seeing things on the runway that are just like, oh God, here we go. Reverting back into a time that was not great. Low rise jeans don't look good on anyone. I'm just going to say that right now. But I mean, like, let's face it. There's a real, only one body type that can wear that shit. Complete, completely. (laughs) Totally. I remember those times. I mean, yeah. Were we all wearing them? Yeah, did they look on everyone? No. So why are we doing this again? I think it's just it, <laughs> why are we doing this? I yeah, I'm like, God, you come on, you guys, let's let's not and say we did, but it's just a really interesting time and scary and difficult. Like it's already stuff that we all battle ourselves, and mm-hmm. then like we were talking about other relationships. Like I am struggling with some stuff right now with related to body image issues, and I was fortunate to grow up very naturally thin. And then when I was 25, I gained 30 pounds in like six months. Like it happened really quick. And I found out I had PCOS. So Mm -hmm. it was like this whole hormonal imbalance. I've talked to you about that before. So that was, that was a really difficult time for me and traumatizing. And I, I feel like I still have issues related to that and was not handling it in the most healthy way. And then I was in a relationship in which the person that I was dating was really into fitness and kind of obsessive about what he ate and would make incessant comments to me that I didn't really notice too much until after the fact about like, you should eat this many calories. Are you tracking your calories? Hey, my friend's, my friend's girlfriend has a booty building program. Do you want me to like see how much it is? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? Do like so many things constantly that I really started to look at myself differently and I was restricting eating so much, like became obsessed with what I was eating. And I try to eat healthy for the most part. I like, cause I don't eat meat. So I need to eat a lot of vegetables anyway, but I was like obsessed with it. And it's still really difficult for me right now. And like, it's such a shitty place to be because you don't want to let someone else affect you. Even if that was their own hang up, obviously with their own yeah. body issues, but the way that that seeps into you and it, when it's ingrained in us from when we were younger, like there's so many triggers available to us all the time to have that keep coming up. Well, yeah, especially when it's people that, you know, you love and care about that supposedly love and care about you, but they're, you know, trying to impose their views or their own insecurity on you. And you're like, have you ever had anyone like that? Am I, am I, am I bad? Am I not, am I not in shape? Am I not, you, you begin to question those things about yourself regardless of whether you should or not. Have I? Um, yeah, like in, well, it doesn't even have to be a relationship. But like, have you ever had anyone in your life that made you feel like that? Well, not like a particular like person per se, but I think, you know, but being, you know, somewhat in public and having, you know, put myself 
on television and put myself out mm-hmm. there a little bit, I'm putting my, I'm opening myself up to criticism in ways. And obviously yep. like I've gone through a lot of changes over the years and people have not been kind to that. And as much as you try to not pay attention or remind yourself that the, the opinions of people who you don't know, or, do, you know, that, that, that shouldn't matter because you don't know them. Why are you going to throw weight into opinions of people who you've never met? But it does creep in. It does. It does creep in because you begin to question certain things because probably because of the, you know, what happened maybe in the in the formative years of being exposed to, you know, media and and those kind of things when I was, a, you know, 12 to 16 years old of seeing diet culture really just be a sick place. Reading, well, reading articles about how to, you know, get in shape for spring break. Why was I reading that when I'm 12? I didn't need to read that shit when I was 12, but I did. I did. And now we're locked in. It's like you don't have to wait for your once a month 17 magazine to get there. You pick up your phone and it's yeah, just there. But that was some hard wiring that happened that I don't yeah. think I ever like really thought about too much until like recently realizing that like, wow, like that kind of maybe fucked me up. Totally. <laughs> and that's maybe like why... Now these days, I I'm like it's so easy for me to like fall into having you know body dysmorphia or body issues or like, you know, you get into a cycle of having you know disordered eating. So yeah, I well I'm also and I'm <laughs> glad that there's a more of a conversation around that with kind of the pendulum swings both ways right because we are talking about disordered eating and mm-hmm. we are talking about diet culture and how toxic that was but then even with that awareness, it's weird to watch this backslide happening. And I think the implications are going to be big and it's going to ripple out for a while. And it's just like women have it hard enough in every single way all the time. And I'm not totally excluding men. Obviously men have this too, but I do think in general, women have a lot more scrutiny incessantly about themselves physically. Well, (laughs) yes. Also women are being stripped of their basic rights as well so yeah bodily autonomy we're, we're very that. we're in a very very vulnerable place at this moment so i just i don't i don't know what is on the other end of this i just like yeah i don't know but the thing is and obviously it's not just the kardashians but obviously they're all kind of in that trend right now and again it's just like you can't tell what's real and what isn't even i've seen videos of people who like edit videos when they're moving that you can put like a filter on. And so when you move, it keeps your shape or what it's the craziest. I'm like, what is this CGI witchcraft? It's nuts. (laughs) God. Also, there's the people who will go back and almost like reverse engineer an edited photo that let's say Kim (laughs) Kardashian posts. And they're like, well, it looks like she like completely like removed her shoulder from this picture mm-hmm. and they can kind of see like uh, what it would look like if she had posted the actual version of it and it's like alarming and it's also like why would you not just post like the original of that like you can just see like their own this body dysmorphic issues that like are just again because they grew up in the same time i know so it's like if we're all collectively fucked up over this shit why don't we just collectively undo it it, no, it is totally they it, it's totally a symptom of how they have been ridiculed. Like you just talked about, you've put yourself out there because of the show. So you've had to do, deal with that. So have they. So like that has been a product of how they feel the need to be perfect at all times. 
But it's funny, just like when I was talking about the relationship that I was in that made me feel that way, it's crazy how quickly we will gaslight ourselves by taking on someone else's body dysmorphia, their issues with food, their relationship with how they see themselves and make it our own. And like without even realizing that that is what's happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, again, I never thought twice about that. And then all of a sudden I was like, "Mm, I wonder if I could eat only 500 calories today. (sighs) I just want to see if I can do it. And I was doing that. I was 500 calories. Yeah, I would be. And I mean, and then I would, it's not sustainable also. So then you overcorrect or whatever, but I would be like, I would feel like I did something good for the day if I ate like nothing. That's like a meal. Yes. Maybe 500 calories in a meal. I was on my almond mom <laughs> shit. Like, li- no, I know it's cr- it's crazy and it's sad. And it was like, oh my God, I'm still personally trying to work through that. But yeah. it's just hard when that had nothing to do with me. Well, because but it's Gina, because these are like, I'm sorry, but articles that we read as young teenage girls too. We all, we, we were exposed to too much shit. It was pretty that was normalized. It was normalized. It was no one thought that that was ridiculous to post to to publish that shit in a magazine for women of like a very young impressionable age. Why do you no think one that, that why do you think that, that is? That like <laughs> no one like our moms weren't like, "Ugh, that's not great." Because think about the people that owned these magazines. Think about perhaps maybe men. I don't know. I'm I'm mm-hmm. listen. This is my conspiracy theory. Mm. Right? Wouldn't yeah, it make sense? Conspiracy. Wouldn't, wouldn't it make sense? They're like, yes, the men would be like, ah, yes, tell the females to lose the weight. Yes, a hundred percent. That would make the most sense to me. Also, again, they don't care. No, they don't. <laughs> they don't care. And I, again, TikTok has ruined my life. I'm so obsessed with TikTok. I'm on it every five minutes. But like, <laughs> going back to it, it is interesting. Like, so I see all these videos of men that still feel so entitled to talk about women's bodies, for instance, I don't even care to bring him up and it's like connected to the Kardashians, but whatever. It's relevant because it just happened. Kanye is out of pocket saying the most heinous, disgusting things. It's unforgivable, honestly, but he was just talking about Lizzo and her like bringing her into the conversation. And and like, I'm like, who do you think you are? You don't have any right or need or anything to talk about anything this woman is doing. She's a light. She has done so much for body positivity. She's also vegan. And like, you don't know anything about her health, so I'm not. He sure doesn't know why anything about, about anything. No, he's oh, he's God. just he's just proving that he's lost his damn mind. Yeah, and he should be like fifty one fifty. Yeah, I, like, I mean, stat hundred percent. Like I watched, was it on the Today Show or what? But like Jamie Lee Curtis crying. Oh, I saw that. It that was, was like it was so it sad. like ripped my heart out to see the like the hurt that this man is causing. He doesn't even realize how like violent his words are. Well, and he's in us also, obviously he's so unwell and the shit he's saying is so dangerous, but like he's, so he's kind of an outlier in that, but like that collectively, I think, unfortunately has still been passed down to men in the current generation Mm -hmm. and coming generations. Like a lot of these videos I'm seeing because TikTok is a bunch of young people yeah, and then losers like me trying to be cool on it. (laughs) They, it's a bunch of kids, right? Like 20 something, young twenties, whatever. And their viewpoint toward women and women's bodies and everything in general is really shocking to see. Yeah. There's a guy, I won't even mention his name, but if you are on there, you've probably seen or heard of him and he is a real piece. And the way he like speaks and how like men, you know, if you're a quality man, I already know who you're talking you, about. You know, and it's, it's gross. The in his rhetoric that he fucking speaks is, I just can't believe that 
in 2022 that this kind of like masculine like energy that they think that they need to spew is it ain't it it ain't it well and also some of it i see there's a thing going on right now about like body count and like asking men yeah. how many bo- like i'm like first of all are you fucking serious men <laughs> have been having sex with everything that moved since the dawn of time so don't even get me started no, on all and, that and but this like the person thinks that if, if a woman has slept with anyone or more than one person that she's trash and you shouldn't move on from her which are the same men who marry certain women then and pursue that out i can't even get into it but yeah. my point is bodily autonomy the way we're looked at as not being able to be sexual beings as as being constantly scrutinized of like what your societal standard is of what your body yeah yeah, how your your worth is directly tied to everything having to do with your body that's (laughs) just how it is yeah so like what do we do to change that like how do we shift that because again tiktok army i know we're not alone in people noticing this and seeing how poisonous it's gotten to this point but like, we got to do better. I don't think the conversation is ever going to not be talked about talking about bodies or talk. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's just it's hard. Like, I mean, that is it's an observation. It's there. It's it is what it is. But I think just like being just more honesty. Also, or, I think maybe all coming together and, and being honest about to ourselves yeah. about what happened and like what we digested as children, yeah. a, a diet culture as kids. Like that was ingrained in us mm-hmm. early and often. So maybe more of us coming together and being like, okay, first of all, we need to probably unpack that. And that was really shitty. We need to rewire our brains. We need to rewire our brains. Big time. And then going forward, do better. And it's not our fault. Like that happened to us. But I think that this didn't just happen when Instagram was formed. This was long before all of that. 100%. It's just now Instagram isn't real and people, you know, are on there comparing themselves and their lives to everything else they see forgetting that it's still not real so maybe also having like going on a bit of a visual diet if there's stuff that's making you feel insecure unfollow unsubscribe immediately i do that a good amount like yeah. if it, yeah if it just is not working for you you have to you have to take into account your mental health globally is mm. connected to lots of different things so if you were, it's kind of subliminal, like if you are struggling with those issues and then you're seeing it all the time, and especially if it's unhealthy, like their own relationship to whatever's going on and you know that, but maybe they look the way you want to look, you should not be being exposed to that constantly. Yeah. Like you gotta get away from it. Yeah. Do away with words like thin spo. I hate that word so much. I can't believe that's still even a thing. Yeah. Remember when Kate the other night was talking about Romeo and Juliet and how Shakespeare invented a bunch of words? I don't think thin spo was one of the words that he came up with. <laughs> no. He invented like impartial and a bunch of other shit. But I'm like, yikes, that's so toxic. I know. But speaking of, so this is like not really totally the same thing, but it was kind of something on TikTok that people have been talking about too is the difference between, you know, female gaze and the male gaze and how women you know view male attractiveness and what like why they are attracted to certain men and what that is so they're talking about you know women really do kind of see personality totally it's like the female gaze isn't necessarily you know physical they talk they use like stanley tucci as a real example like while he is daddy while he is like an, an attractive person it's like there's there's so much more to that but you know then the male gaze is titties <laughs> titties but they they also use it in the someone else broke it down in plot lines too or mm. above movie plots as well they talked about female gaze being 
Lord of the Rings because it's a journey and it's connection. <laughs> and then the other one was like a Marvel movie because it's, you know, mm-hmm. action and it's... <laughs> Yeah, so I thought that was interesting. Back to Stanley Tucci. I watched him cook a lobster recently and I'm like, this is a whole new level of kink I didn't know existed for me. And I was like, this is why I came to this app. Like you are, yes, I totally get that. Also, I think it works both ways for us because if a guy's personality is whack, we're instantly turned off. Correct. Dried up. That's what I mean. You don't exist to me. I don't care if you are Ryan Reynolds. If who you are inside is awful, like no thank you. But that's what I mean. That's, it is, the gaze is, is not just, yeah, it's, I think that's interesting. Yeah. And I'm like, I wish the world would be easier for all of us if we could operate as men. But like, and I'm not saying again, there are outliers. There are the Samanthas out there. But for the most part, I think women, we just function really differently. And what we're attracted to, it comes from a deeper place. And so it's just like, it would be so easy to be vapid. Like my life would be easier, but it's not possible because if you suck, I can't entertain you. Like awful. I don't want to be around shitty people. No. And I just, I think in general, we could all do better about, especially like people who do comment on women's bodies, but in general, like if you don't like, for instance, plastic surgery, like you don't like someone with the work they've got done and whatever, you can easily just not say anything. Like you don't have to comment on it. You don't have to be negative about it. You can just go about your day or be kind. And I think that that is lacking right Mm -hmm. now. That, I mean, that was another thing. Again, this is the last time I'll bring that relationship up. But another thing he did was very openly comment on strangers and their bodies like in front of me oh all the time oh. like every time would be like that's like a nasty thing to say and you don't need to say that like that's unkind and so again if you're talking about these random people how do you think that I'm gonna look at myself you know of like noticing every flaw about strangers yeah that's it ain't it red flag red flag <laughs> big old red flag red flag apparently I'm still working through that a lot because it's come up <laughs> several times but like <laughs> Yeah, that was a tough one. When someone tells you that you're lean, but I could never date someone who wasn't lean. And someone says that to you well, over someone, breakfast? Yeesh. Someone told me that, well, I was told twice that I was the healthiest person they had ever been with. What does that mean? I think that was a nice way of saying the biggest or the, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah. What did you say back to that where you're like, yeah, well, you have the smallest dick of anyone I've ever been with. So this is. I was like, thank you. Like what? Like why? Like, first of all, they were very like, ooh, when they said it, I was like, okay, but like, can you throw like some something nice in there with like healthiest? (laughs) That's not a very sexy word. No, that's bizarre. (laughs) You should be like, damn, Um, I'm so excited you're naked in the same room as me. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Historically dated like a lot of, you know, models. But also this was also like, you know, long time ago, like pre-Tom and all of that. Obviously, (laughs) I was 23 at the time. I was also like 130 pounds, like 25 pounds, 125 pounds. Like I was, I'm 5'9". Crazy. That's that is small. It's I was really that's small. below weight. Yeah. What? Crazy. A lot smaller than I am now. Like, are you kidding me? So just for someone to tell me that I'm still like big, like that was that did something to me too. A hundred percent. And like we said, all these little things along the way, it's compounded by it's yeah. just been a long journey of it. But I just think all of us would do a lot better if we focus more on our insides as far as a mental health, and I know it's hard to do and I'm totally guilty of this, but focusing more on what makes you well and happy and less on the noise of everyone else and what the beauty standards are. Cause whatever makes you feel good is 
what you should aim for. Like it right. shouldn't be about anyone else. And it's so much easier said than done. Oh, but God, I know just trying to like, but you know, when, when you're constantly getting comments from other people and people feel like they need to comment other things, you eventually want to get validation. Look, sickly. Sometimes let's, let's you know? be very clear also about trolls. And I know that's not like super relatable, but it's always really interesting to me that anyone on the internet says something awful to another person they've never met just about their appearance or whatever. Like that's really crazy to me, but let's be very clear. Happy people do not troll no. other people on the internet and be mean to them. So like if you are getting any of those comments or dealing with anything of that nature, like I feel so sorry for those people. Imagine sitting on your phone and just going through random people's pages and like saying something nasty. It's just true. I couldn't imagine. The thought has never occurred to me. Ever. Even if I don't like someone, like literally I just couldn't I mean, imagine. As someone who sends rage text, I've ne it's never occurred to me to, to, to be rude to a stranger that I didn't know. Mm -mm. <laughs> just to be clear. Mm -mm. <laughs> if I know you and you fuck with me, I will send you a very strong worded text message, but no, I'm not going to be rude to a stranger. I always forget. I've been on this podcast 84,000 times <laughs> and I always forget to bring a rage text. Do you have a rage text? Because we should wrap this up. Yeah. I I do. I think my, I think my rage text would be, and I kind of already have touched on it, but if someone wants to do any kind of procedure, if they like it, leave them the fuck alone. If you don't like it or it's, it's nothing you would do or whatever, that's the decision they've made and you really don't need to be involved. So literally shut up about that. Yeah. Just support people. It's so fucking easy. Just be nice. Yeah, live and let God. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the saying? Yeah, also being a <laughs> see you next Tuesday gives you wrinkles. That's true. So you're going to have to pay more for Botox if you're mean. Oh, I need Botox. I'm going tomorrow in two days. I have not had Botox in so long. My my forehead is wild. Three months. You see, I don't even think that about Again, it's so we're so much harder on ourselves. I don't even think that about you at all, but I feel like the Crypt Keeper. I've been, I go three months religiously. I can't oh, wait. That's, that's intense. I haven't been in like two years, but that's crazy. Oh my God. I feel nasty without it, but that's my own <laughs> personal business and that's what I like. So, well, that's, that's all that matters as long as you like it. Okay. Well, thank you for coming on the pod again and having this conversation because I just, I've been like thinking about it nonstop just because I'm like, wow. The 2000s really messed me up. They did, but it's never too late to come back from it. And everyone is, <laughs> last TikTok reference of the day, someone was like, someone asked me, I hate when people ask me what I do. Babe, I do my best. That's like, what I always that's say. That's literally what we're I, out here. That's my favorite, because I hate that question so much. I do too. For years, whenever people are like, what do you do? I'm like, I do my best. And I do my best. What? What do you mean? We're all doing our best. So I just collectively want to tell you you're doing a great job and we love you. And let's all just keep doing our best together. And I love you, Katie Maloney. I love you. Thanks for having me on. Love you. Love everyone. Everyone, love yourselves and be kind. Okay. Bye. Ta -ta. Thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to subscribe. Leave a rating and review. Follow along on social at Music Kills Kate and tune in next week for an all new episode.
please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.